Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Things that are expensive today and increasing in cost are up significantly from where they were before the pandemic. So everything is more expensive anyway. Uh, As I said, you know, it's costing $700 more for groceries than you had, you know, last year. John Wright, Executive Vice President at Maru Public Opinion, and uh, John with us yesterday, talking about the increasing cost of living, which we're all experiencing, and uh, really how Canadians are suffering because of that. I think it was 41% are, are very depressed about this, and uh, 37% are living, getting through life with the assistance of government programs. And then there are people who, for various reasons, don't make it, even with the government programs. Sometimes they're mental health issues. <clears throat> Sometimes it's just experiences that they've had that have harmed them. And uh, we see these people every day. On the coldest days and nights of winter, they're huddling on a grate on a sidewalk trying to get some heat into their bodies. They don't go to shelters because shelters make them feel uncomfortable. And you see people step over step over them or, or around them. And, what the hell are you doing there? Get out of my way. That is... That has always disturbed me tremendously. And I do not like aggressive panhandling. I don't like people to be essentially verbally picking my pocket while I'm doing something. But at the same time, as I said before the break, when I get to a traffic light and there's someone standing, and they clearly, and I know you're going to tell me they're just putting on the the, the terrible clothing because it's a living, well, okay, if they are, then then I'm giving them two bucks improperly or inconsequentially. So be it. But it's very possible that, that person who's looking for a, a few bucks really needs it to get through the day and get through life. And maybe it's just the human contact. Somebody reaching out and saying, here. So I do that, and I always it's, it's generally men who, who do this, and I always say, sir. I always address them as sir. Because, again, I've been through that, uh, the toughest part of life. Lived homeless. Uh, one year in high school, my teacher sent me out of the classroom on a bogus mission just before Christmas and asked uh, my classmates if they would be able to bring in some canned food. So they could give it to me so that my mother and I would have something to eat at Christmas time. So I know what it's like. I get it. I know what it's like to live in a, in a shelter when you're a kid. I get it. I've been there, done that. So I will not ever, ever step over somebody or just ignore them. I just won't do it. The Ontario Superior Court this past week heard a challenge begun in 2000. 17 against a legislation called the Safe Streets Act, which prohibits aggressive panhandling toward a, quote, captive audience, end quote, at you know, public transit ATMs. But panhandlers at intersections have also been targeted. And, and this could, and this, is, this is how unimaginative 
legislators are. This is how stupid they are. Violations of the law. So if you're a panhandler and you break the law on panhandling, violations of the law come with a maximum fine of $500 for the first offense and a maximum fine of $1,000 or imprisonment for up to six months for subsequent offenses. They don't have 500 bucks. They don't have $1,000. What a pointless, stupid section of the law that is. All right, here's a ticket. You got 30 days to pay $1,000. This is dumb, unimaginative, pointless, and stupid. Let's talk about this this uh, this court case. Harini Sivalingam joins us, director of the Equality Program at the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. They were involved in this in this case in court. Uh, Ms. Sivalingam, how are you? I'm good, thank you. But um, I also share a lot of your frustrations. Uh, on, you know, this process and what's happening. So um, very eager to, to speak to you about this as well. Yeah, give us your side. Uh, your, your, what, what's the case you presented at court? What is the Canadian Civil Liberties Association that's far more eloquent than what I've just delivered? Well, I think you, you really summarized the issues really well. Um, and the, the Canadian Civil Liberties Association was extremely interested in intervening in this court challenge. Um, you know, at the time it was launched in 2017, but I think now, especially now that it's come to a hearing, I think it's really important to look at the context in which we're hearing this case, right? So we're in the midst of an affordable housing crisis, um, you know, inadequate income support uh, programs. And I think you mentioned also, you know, the pandemic um, and post-pandemic recovery. Um, we're also seeing municipalities creating and enforcing bylaws to remove unhoused people from public spaces. So it's really important that within this context, that this constitutional challenge to the Safe Street Act um, is really important to, to examine. And as you mentioned, um, the Safe Streets Act really criminalizes people for living in poverty and asking members of the public for what they need in order to survive. So that is why CCLA is intervening in this challenge. And we argue that the Safe Streets Act restricts freedom of expression and endangers the security or safety rights of unhoused and low-income people um, who seek donations from the public in certain spaces, right? Mm -hmm. um, yep. And so, you know, like, we're also seeing, like, state and um, other institutions that have failed unhoused and low-income people, right? Um, so in all of those crises, right, you mentioned a few of them, right? Uh, um, the affordable housing crisis, the... Um, you know, crisis around substance use that we're um, seeing right across, you know, not just in Ontario and not just in our local communities, but right across the nation, right? Um, and so that's the context that this hearing and this case becomes so important in, um, in addressing as well. So let's look at the issue of, because uh, it's going to come up on the air, um, pan, aggressive panhandling. Yeah. So how would you define aggressive panhandling and where's the line between acceptable behavior when asking for some financial support, some help? Where's the line between acceptable and unacceptable behavior? Where's the line? Well, yeah, I think what we have to really look at is, and this is what CCLA argued, is that, you know, um, that this, uh, in the sense that this is a violation of freedom of expression, it, that's you know, expressive content that's protected by the charter. So what we're looking at here is people really requesting support from members of the public. And when they're doing that, they're not just asking for fair change, but 
but they're asking people to see their humanity. So we've all experienced it. I, I know you, uh, in your monologue, you, you like earlier, like to introduce the segment, you mentioned, you know, street corners, and we've all experienced, um, you know, um, uh, well, most of us have experienced um, this contact, right? Where sure. you know, people have approached us. Yeah. Uh, and it's very similar to what Mike said. But sometimes, sometimes, sometimes uh, the, the, the behavior can be threatening. Like, I'm a, I'm a big guy. I'm yeah. over six feet tall and over 200 pounds. So I'm a big guy. And I can, you know, I can handle myself if I need to. But um, someone who may be smaller and, uh, and, and, and intimidated by uh, a person who comes at them aggressively looking for money. I'm just looking for where's the line that shouldn't be crossed by the person who, who's looking for assistance. Is that part of the case or not? Um, so I think it's more about the state, like the law itself, right? And they say that the law is really overbroad and that it captures too many more than it should, right? Mm-hmm. In the sense that, you know, it, it captures not just, you know, people that may, um, you know, um, be disorderly or, you know, more aggressive, mm-hmm. but it also captures other um, expressions as well, right, which are protected by the Charter. Tell me and this. Yeah. Uh, when is this case uh, expected to uh, be uh, adjudicated on? So the hearing was last week, um, and we, we're not sure when. Um, it's really up to the courts. Um, okay. It could take months um, to make a decision. Um, so it's really, you know, like in, in a few months or so, we, we hope to see. So some. we'll have more to talk about then. Ms. Sivalingam, thank you very much for taking the time on a Sunday afternoon. Thank you. All right. Thank you. It's Take care. With you. Uh, my pleasure. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.